Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. On this show, I interview people from all around the world, and sometimes I talk about things by myself that I feel led to share with you. Uh, And so today's a special episode because I've got a long commute home from my day job, and something's telling me that some people need to hear some singing right now so if you're not wanting to hear any music um, you can tune this one out but this is just totally random and um, I also I don't do any advertisements Um, I don't monetize the show at this time so keep that in mind if these are cover songs I'm not making any money off of this this is just pure enjoyment uh, to share with you and I hope that you like it so, I might sing some, some original songs and some, some cover songs. For those of you that don't know, MC is my favorite singer of all time. I love her old 90s hits and stuff like that. Uh, so, I'm going to sing one of her songs. And just ignore if you hear some traffic or some semis. Um, I'm literally, I'm just, I'm stuck in traffic. And I figured, why not do something that's going to boost my mood? And I've heard from enough people and been flown across the country for private parties for judges and whatnot and high-level executives of Costco and uh, that, uh, that people enjoy my music. We'll just put it that way. Um, I'm not the best because nobody's the best, right? We all have our own gifts to share. Um, but I hope, that, I hope that this brings you some joy on this Friday Eve if you're in the States Thursday <laughs> evening. <laughs> Alright, so first song up. This is one of my go-to karaoke songs, although I have not been to karaoke for a long, long time. Uh, This is a good one that I enjoy because it's uh, it's a ballad. It's called My All by Brian Carey. And I think she co-wrote it, but I can't remember exactly who she wrote this one with. So you can Google it. I'm sure it's online. I am thinking of you sleepless solitude tonight if it's wrong to love you then my heart just won't let me be right cause I'm drowning you and I won't pull through without you by my side I'd give
let's do an original. So I wrote this song actually in graduate school. I did not have a keyboard. Um, songs come to me, melodies come to me. And my brother, who is a famous online musician, he goes by Jay Rice if you want to YouTube him, just the letter J. Um, he always tells me uh, that I do it backwards. I make it a lot harder, but it, it's not something that I do. It's songs that come through me. So at the time, I was commuting between Oregon and Washington. I was in a long-term relationship, we were cohabitating, not married, um, in kind of like a stepmom role and whatnot, and uh, we went from every other weekend to 50% uh, parenting, and so I decided to step up my game as a partner and was commuting every other Sunday and Wednesday to Washington or to Oregon, and also was working as a graduate teaching assistant so I didn't have to pay my tuition at the university. I was blessed with the opportunity to teach some fitness classes and they paid for my $60,000 worth of master's degree um, and they gave me a little little chump change, a little monthly stipend to live off of and I am super grateful. The person that I lived with half of the week, Rachel, who's a uh, she's I believe she's out of the Coast Guard now, but she was she was getting paid uh, to go to school for um, an engineering master's, and she basically let me live with her for free, uh, just just making connections, and she was just a super sweetheart. I tried to give her checks, but she uh, surprised me and didn't cash any of them except for the first one. So I was um, overloaded with. Uh, a lot going on, taking care of other people in my life, uh, taking care of my responsibilities and my studies, and teaching eight hours a week of fitness classes, and getting the first year about a thousand emails a week until I <laughs> communicated with my students, please, unless it's an emergency, please don't email me. We'll keep it real simple. Um, <laughs> and by the second year, I finally kind of got in a rhythm and decided Tuesdays was my day for me. Um, where I didn't have any responsibilities other than just working on, um, this is my second year, so I got to work on a project all year long to create uh, a musical of songs and dances to educate about asthma awareness. So I decided to do something outside of my responsibilities for fun for me, and I, I said, I want to write a gospel song. I didn't know anything about writing gospel music, but I was in a gospel choir in my undergrad for a little bit outside of school with my friend Tara and I just I love the the harmonies I love how beautiful the the vocal sound and the the positive message that gospel music brings you to mind um, about thinking about hope and not giving up and so I wanted to write something and I was stressed so I wanted to flip the script in my own mind and kind of heal myself through the process of just like I wasn't um I didn't want to be afraid. I was doing something I had never done before. And so this song is called Not Afraid. And the melody actually came to me without a keyboard. Um, I actually snuck into one of the practice rooms on campus to plunk out the music after I already had the melody in my mind and the lyrics on paper. Um, and actually my mom helped me with some of the biblical terms Sabaot is a term, if you look it up, it looks like a TH, it's like S-A-A-B-A-T-H or O-T-H, something like that. Um, but something to the effect of strong tower, I believe, it was um, uh, one of the ways to describe the Almighty or Deity, whatever you believe in. I choose to believe in the creator of the universe, and that was one of the terminology so I wanted to have that in the song so shout out to my mom for texting me the uh, the response back my internet didn't work at the house because we were out in the country so um, and I did not have a smartphone in grad school so there's that so yeah here we go this is not afraid I'm not afraid you 
certain And we are not guaranteed the next day I will look to myself old. I know we will protect my soul Ooh, But I can't promise there won't be wars In fact there's probably some today my commander will take the lead No need for me to feel afraid I'm not afraid, no I'm not afraid I'm not afraid of the devil today Cause you keep on keeping me safe And there is a second verse, of course, uh, but you have to join in August 18th. Actually, no, I'm not going to do it for August. I apologize. Uh, we'll probably do it in December's event. Um, I got a couple other songs in mind for that one uh, for our real entertainment therapy experience for medical practitioners, holistic, as well as traditional uh, Western medicine uh, that work directly with veterans and first responders. Um, those are the kinds of people we want at it, although everyone is welcome, but we do have limited seats. So if you are a doctor, if you are a Reiki master, yoga instructor, um, and you happen to have patients or clients that you work with that are veterans, um, either active duty, retired, or have transitioned out um, prior to their 20-year service, um, and any kind of first responder, you know, police, sheriff, um, state troopers, CIA, DEA, like anyone that is protecting our borders um, and protecting uh, our friendly, U.S. friendly countries that we established, uh, we're partnering with and whatnot. Um, I want to I wanna help and uh, the creator of the universe has put this on my heart to help because if you're not aware, um, so my life goal is to, um, help end global suicide by helping to focus, helping to empower people to focus on finding happiness from within. And our veterans and first responders are 10 times more likely to actually complete the deed compared to average lay people in the States. Um, the stats might be a little bit um, higher or a little bit lower in other countries. Um, I don't always have access based on um, how the internet works in what country I'm in to see those statistics. But I would imagine just because of the high level of chronic stress they are under and the kinds of things that they are witness to, um, that the stats are probably similar in your country if you're listening in another part of the world. So... Uh, this event, I'm super excited about it. I'm super honored that the creator of the universe has poured this idea into my mind and the people that have stepped up to believe in me before it was even a thing in the world. We all, we all have things that we see, right? Like you've got at home, you've got a remote and you've got a television, right? And and some people can even turn on the television from their smartphones now. There were back in the day, you had a, a little circular tube you had to turn, crank it up uh, to the right, and then it would pop, and then it would crackle, and there's black and white crackling on the screen, and you're probably giggling if you're like listening to this right now from that age. Uh, my grandfather had given us his TV, so I am remembering that, and they have the the little uh, antennas and whatnot. Somebody had to think of that first. Somebody had to create that first. And so for me, my creations, because I'm, I'm listening and I'm leaning into my calling, I have created 14 therapies that are still in development. Uh, my goal is to get them accredited through the Joint Commission and to continue building out therapies to help uh, with my life mission. Um, I've also created probably over 100 songs on the side of working full-time jobs typically or multiple jobs uh, because that's something that brings me joy and I know that I'm happier when I'm singing performing and after working in a psychiatric hospital from 2016 to 2017 uh, that was what led me to start building out 
therapies and realized that my first one I actually built out in graduate school, Project Asthma, was that, that creation that I made. Um, and I was actually invited to present my signature song and dance at a regional conference. I had never presented at even a state level or like a local district level conference. So uh, I do believe that the hand of uh, the, the Almighty is, is over my life and I'm, I wanna help as many people as possible. And I know I can't do that by myself, so I'm really grateful for all the people that have stepped up. We've got head of Disney Hotels. He's recently retired. I believe his son took over. Uh, Lee Cockrell is going to be joining us, and he is one of our edutainers, if you haven't heard that term before. I saw it on TikTok. I can't say that I claimed, coined the term, uh, but the, the goal of this event is to eventually have it white-papered as the first entertainment therapy in the world. So who better than someone from one of the greatest entertainment spaces for our children, right? Um, and he specifically was leading over the hotels um, aspect of Disney, so he's going to talk about leadership both in the home he's got 50 plus years of marriage experience um, he's just he's a he's a powerhouse for mental health um, and he'll he'll share what he wants to share and if you haven't listened to the interview that I did with him back in 2019 I strongly recommend it um, prior to and uh, you'll get to actually see him speak live um, it is online and you can digitally connect with him. He's got a podcast himself with over a million downloads, probably close to two or three million now because that was back in 2019. I haven't checked the stats currently. Uh, I just know that he's making a great impact on the world. So shout out to, to Lee for that. Um, we've got a previous Super Bowl performer. Really stoked about that. If you haven't met Matt Flores yet, you're in for a treat. He's going to sing an original song and maybe a couple more. We'll see. Um, he's going through a lot personally right now, and so I'm just trying to create a space for him to perform, to have fun, and uh, he's, he's in the financial space, so if you're needing a financial planner, you can connect with him for, for that. So we've got a gospel singer. He actually hit the number one album 2014 in the world for gospel music. Um, he reached out to me a few months ago on LinkedIn, and we've just been, like, connected through uh, video chat and phone calls and whatnot. Super cool people. Um, he went through something similar in his, um, in his business and whatnot that I did in 2020 as far as, like, people kind of taking advantage and whatnot. So I want to help him. Uh, be able to get some some positive exposure and because uh, it's not his full-time thing right now he's he's got a, a day job too like me so uh, it's just I love the power of music and how it brings people together so if you haven't checked out uh, Bradley Clark you definitely want to connect with him on LinkedIn or have a listen to some of his music online um, he's got a super busy schedule so we're still coordinating what time he's gonna pop in uh, but he should be making an appearance and it's August 18th 9 a.m. Pacific t uh, 12 p.m. Eastern New York time Florida time 12 p.m. Uh, we've got a few more musicians as well some long time Longtime music connections from back home that have their own duo. Grieve the Astronaut, Raymond Hayden and Cirque. Um, Ray and Jessica wrote the song, their husband and wife, and Cirque is their friend. Uh, I, I got to, I had the pleasure of meeting them through uh, another band I was in at the time when I lived in Washington. And they're just incredible people. Um, Jessica's got her own solo act. She comes, she comes across the country a lot too to do her music recordings and whatnot. And so, and Cirque actually was on um, an international version of uh, a very famous music TV show. We'll just put it that way. So you definitely want to check it out if you can. Um, the way that we're doing it. Want to get your email to us on social media some in some fashion either myself or robbie o'connor is uh, my volunteer uh, we do have a huge invite list so keep that in mind um currently we've got 100 seats and we've got close to 225,000 invites uh, just 
through a, a couple of my network people that I reached out to. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than I'm able to do by myself. So the creator is going to get all those logistics down. I'm not concerned about that one bit. Uh, if you are thinking you want to be a part of this and help out, um, you can donate any amount, a dollar, a hundred thousand dollars, a million, whatever you want, a penny, whatever, um, whatever you can give, give with your heart, whatever you feel led to give. You just go straight to my nonprofit website, ErinNicoleMinistries.org, that's E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S.org. And it should uh, take you directly to that um, about, uh, we're, we're working on the Zoom platform, so keep in mind the music. Uh, Zoom is not developed for musicians, um, it's really more for business meetings. So you are going to hear some people speaking, and so that part, they're going to be speaking live. And the music itself, we're uploading it on to YouTube, and you'll be able to listen to it. And for those musicians that are able to pop in and meet you, you'll be able to connect with them through the Zoom connect. Um, but we just had some experiences last year with my concerts that I'm learning. I'm new with orchestrating things on the digital space. I'm really good at connecting people. The tech stuff, I'm still learning. Um, but what we've learned through one of my guest musicians who uh, has done work with Carnegie Mellon and is in the aeronautical space, um, he's a phenomenal bagpipes player and instructor for first responders in the Midwest. He teaches classes on it to um, first responders. They've got this big old thing. They played the bagpipes at a lot of like funerals and things like that. And uh, his sound quality was not coming through. And I, you know, lack of time, I, I did not do a sound check with him, so I learned quickly, uh, we're going to have it pre-recorded so that the sound quality is good while you're watching live because you can never get back your time and I, I, um, I want it to be continually up-leveling in professionalism. I've been a professional musician since I was five years old. I had my first gig with 300 people. And I've since been able to do incredible things performing-wise, but the orchestrating of the events is new for me. So I'm leaning in, I'm taking risks, and I'm so grateful for everybody that's stepping up and is being gracious to me, that's um, believing in me to be a part of this and to share their gifts because it feels good if you're a performer and you love to perform, it feels good to perform for people. Um, there are some concerts that are going on in the world, uh, but there's a lot of shakiness that's going on too with some new virants of the virus and other sicknesses and just, you know, violence in the schools. And there's all these negative things that are going on in the world. And this is something that I can do um, and we can do as a nonprofit and my community members that have stepped up to support to to add some hope in the world, to add some positivity, and to add some fun, in my opinion. So thank you for, for listening to this. Um, I've been talking too much, so I'm going to sing some more. I'm almost home, so I might get one or two songs left. Um, so this is a fun one I do at karaoke. This is usually if, I, um, if I've had a couple of adult beverages. I'll feel more confident on this one because she sings pretty high, but we're just going to go for it because you know what? I don't edit these podcasts other than like if there's some random extra noise in there. Um, I don't, I don't really trim them because I don't have the time. And frankly, the ranking is in the top 10% in the world out of all podcasts. I don't think you guys care if I have a little bit of extra sounds coming through so um or if I squeak on my singing <laughs> so here we go emotions you've got me feeling emotions deeper than I've ever dreamed of oh oh you've got me feeling emotions higher than heaven above Ooh, I feel good I feel nice I've never Flying high, 
talking about that song um, just came to mind if you haven't heard this story when I worked at the psychiatric hospital where Move Happy began uh, where I created the first therapy program and an actual active treatment that was billable to the state, uh, word started spreading around the hospital and we had this fun carnival thing. So I volunteered at the karaoke stand because I love to sing. And at this point, uh, my boss, Sue, had asked me to sing some Christmas carols uh, the winter before for the patients because we had a lot of Catholic and Christian patients and they... Um, they missed out on a lot of those things being in, been, being in a locked psychiatric hospital. My particular hall was 180 day stay minimum up to some of them lived there for 30 years. So uh, they knew that I was a singer and they knew that I liked it and they knew that my dad had passed away in uh, my third day on the job and so it was just a, a way for uh, them to help me um, heal and also fun for the patients and whatnot. It was just multiple benefits for everybody around and so I'm at this karaoke stand uh, one of the one of my co-workers had brought his system he had a business outside of work so he brought his system for the patients and then I was I was there at that stand for when the patients came through and they got to go to different stations um, there was like water balloon toss face painting there was uh, there was actually a live band uh, from the staff that were playing rock and roll band um, tons of things going on, like, um, balance activities, hula hoop. I mean, we, we'd had like probably 12 to 15 different stations for the patients. They had like ice cream cone or not ice cream cone, or the snow cones. Um, I think there was like hot dogs and things. So it was, it was a fun day event. And this was like a tradition they did every year at the hospital. So all the patients, um, they did half of the patients in the morning and then the other half in the afternoon. And, uh, when they first were transitioning out, uh, they wanted us, somebody to sing, to get the patients to feel confident to come on over to the stand, to kind of give them a taste of flavor. And so I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll sing. And I sang that song where I carry emotions. And what I didn't expect to happen was every single patient in the whole hospital heard me sing. And that conversation got started uh, four, three or four floors above my particular um, area in the hospital. There was four different hospitals, but in our subsection in South Hall, I uh, was reached out to a few days later from uh, a lady that was a rec therapist on, I think she was on S9, maybe S10, it's, it's been a while, so I forget, but she asked me, hey, um, I want to teach juggling, would you mind teaching the patients how to sing, and I was like, go on, where, where are you going with this, what are you, what are you thinking, and she's like, well, what about some, like, performing arts or something like that, because there's a lot of benefits to um, having patients juggle and there's a lot of white paper research and she's like I imagine there's a lot of white paper research on the power of music on their mental health and whatnot and I was like ooh, yeah we could totally do like help them prepare for if they wanted to have job interviews to get confident on the stage you can translate those skills to um, performing, you know, presentation skills, things like that. I said, what if we added one more staff member to the group? She's like, okay, what are you thinking? I said, well, Rick actually is a former stand-up comedian. He used to tour around the country, I think in Canada too. And she's like, oh my goodness, this sounds like so much fun. She's like, let's do it. So I was like, all right, cool. I assumed that my boss was already notified <laughs> and I thanked my boss publicly in front of our group uh, the next morning during our morning meeting. So note to self, if you want to get things done and there's a lot of hoops to jump through, it's easier to ask for forgiveness. Uh, she was ticked at me for not talking to her first, but I thought... <laughs> that the lady that asked me to join her had already checked with her first. Um, apparently, you're not supposed to 
split jobs and, and move someone from one floor down to teach a class and then move her back up, but we made it work. She let us do it. I called my high school choir teacher who I've been, I've been uh, mentored by and I, I would consider him a dear friend now. Um, I love him dearly. He and his wife, Mr. Krause and Norma Jean. Well, Mr. Krause met me at a Starbucks because I don't have any music degrees. I did not study music. I had a vocal scholarship in my undergrad, but I did not learn how to, uh, they call it pedagogy, is the, the learning how to teach a, a certain subject area. I did not have any pedagogy classes in music theory or ear training or any of those things that a lot of my friends did, and so my confidence level was extremely low. So I said, well, I know I have a resource I can reach out to to help me prepare this class. So I told him what I was doing and what um, my colleague had asked me to do. And so he said, sure, I'll meet you at a Starbucks. So I basically picked his brains because he taught music for, um, you can listen to the podcast a couple months ago where I interviewed him a second time, but I want to say 30 years, maybe, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, and he also was an elite musician that performed all over the world when he was in college He was in a glee club and he got to perform at like the Taj Mahal and like all these big places So I was like why not just go to the source and, and ask him what he would do if he was teaching um, People how to sing for the first time or if they were experts so he, he gave me some pointers and he says Aaron you don't you got to know your audience you got to teach to the audience figure out what their levels of experience are you might have some patients that are brand new to music you might have some patients that are professional musicians and they're going to be bored to death so customize it based on um, what their expertise level is and um, start from there and then we can kind of move forward from that and that's how we started the class and so that was our second therapy group that was billable to the state of Washington because my boss was supportive of us being creative even though she was a little apprehensive at first um, because my colleague worked on a different floor and they had billed her uh, the way she was paid was to work on that floor so they had to coordinate some some details to make sure that uh, she could get down in time and that um, patients were covered and protected and whatnot on that particular floor so in case like someone called out sick we had the coverage and whatnot but she said yes because I had proven um, along with my colleague Sayaka for Move Happy, she had already seen how the patients responded positively and how she had already heard me sing. So she said, okay, let's do it. And I'm so grateful she said yes, because that was a really fun experience. And then um, later on developed a third therapy program available to the state of Washington and I developed all of those, um, either co-developed them or developed by myself um, in under seven months while working full-time, added responsibilities. Um, I also did one-on-one -on -one therapy because I got really fast and efficient at my job and I wanted to add more value at the hospital because it kept my mind off of my own pain of grieving for my father's death. And I just, I love to help people. So I was just, I was laser focused in. The culture was amazing there. Everyone was encouraging, collaborative. I got along with all of the staff members. Um, they all had their different personalities, right? Because we're all human beings. But we were united in that we all wanted to make sure that the patients were cared for. And it was a really fun experience. So yeah, that, that Mariah Carey song, Anytime I sing it now, it reminds me of karaoke, but it also reminds me of my time in one of my favorite jobs I've ever had in the whole wide world. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. So thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. Um, I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing a song. I have shared this one publicly already. So um, I wrote this song when I was going through my. I guess first divorce. I don't know what's going on in my relationship status right now, but um, my first husband and I uh, 
divorce process and I had gotten my own apartment um, but before I got my own apartment I was doing some temporary staying on some couches and whatnot just because I didn't have income I had a guaranteed teaching job that was cut uh, they had a loophole in the district and they cut all first-year teachers that they didn't deem as necessary to keep on and uh, I was coaching youth sports but you had to be employed at the district level to to be able to coach so my income immediately was stripped of me and I had gotten a roommate in desperation, sometimes when we're in, in survival mode, we don't always make them the wisest decisions. And he was great at first. Um, we were like brother and sister. We got along really good. He had just gotten out of the military. Um, and unfortunately, he got into some recreational drugs. And one evening, uh, while I was in my bedroom, luckily the door was locked, he had threatened to kill me in the, the middle of the night. Um, he didn't break the door in, so... Uh, the authorities said that they couldn't really do anything about it and get him off of my lease. Um, and I couldn't afford to get him off of my lease, which is another story for another day. But I decided, okay, God, if you are, if you're allowing me to go through this, then you must be trusting in me for something greater. So this, this song came through that season. It's called Thank You for the Trials.
that's a good one. I um, I really love to play the piano with it. And what's what's really surprising to me is I've never had piano lessons, and it wasn't something that mom and dad said you could do gymnastics or piano and so I chose gymnastics when I was five because who knows what you want to do when you're a kid uh, but they had three kids single income uh, family uh, family of five so they made the decision I was the youngest too so they made that decision uh, to ask me either or and what I find incredibly outstanding is that the more that I work on my music have fun practice sessions by myself or I'm performing, I'm uh, practicing for a performance and preparing little projects. I've got f probably 40 songs that are in process right now. Some are finished, some aren't. The more that I practice, the more the skills are coming through me. I, I mean, yeah, you can YouTube some things and sometimes I do, but a lot of it is really through the creator. It's, it's incredible. I mean, sometimes now, the music comes first and then the lyrics come second. Um, so it's just, it's something fun for me. It's something that's unique um, in that I'm surprising myself. Um, and I think that's because I'm leaning in to my area of strength instead of trying to do everything and make life hard. And I think a lot of us can relate to this where there's this old adage that if you work hard, you'll get good money and you'll be able to retire in 40 years. Well, those days are long gone and you don't have to work hard. If you work in your area of strength, you will be more joyful. You will call out of work less often. If you are a child, you will call out of school less often. If you are able to have the freedom to be creative at your job, at your school, at your place that you volunteer, wherever it is, if you are allowed to be creative and you are leaning into your area of strength, I guarantee you, you're going to feel more joy. And if you're a young person listening to the show right now, you might be thinking to yourself, I'm not sure what my gift is. I'm not sure what my area of strength is. So that, my friend, is an opportunity for you to try a variety of activities and see what things make you feel joyful, see what areas make you lose track of time, where you're like, wow, I just spent four hours and I had no idea that I spent that much time because it felt like minutes to you. Those are things that you need to pay attention to and lean more into. So thank you so much for listening. I am just about home. And so what I'm going to do is kind of wrap up the show here. Um, if you enjoyed this show, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. You could be doing anything in the world right now, but you chose to listen to this episode, and I'm super grateful for you. If it added any value to you, if it put a smile on your face, if you learned something from any of the stories or the music, um, it would mean the world to me if you would write a review on iTunes, and if you would share it with someone that you care about. If you're feeling extra and you want to do a, a snippet on, on social media and tag us, you can tag Move Happy everywhere, um, and I'll give you the handles now. So Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, they're all the little at sign, The Real Move Happy. So T-H-E-R-E-A-L-M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y. On Twitter, you can tag us at Move Happy Team. That's M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y-T-E-A-M. On LinkedIn, you can tag me on my business page, Erin Nicole, CEO and founder of Erin Nicole Media, Erin Nicole Ministries, and Move Happy. And also, uh, your home comfort expert. Um, that's a recent add-in in the, in the last, uh, I, think, I think we just hit the one-month mark, or maybe a little past the one-month. tag our business page for move happy the little at sign move m-o-v-e the little dash and then happy um, you'll see the lavender and gray logo with the r circle um, that means it's registered that means i own it um, there are some other move happy names on there that 
I could cease and desist and take him down, uh, but that's not really my, my game in life, so the more the merrier. Um, just make sure you tag the appropriate one so that I see it. <laughs> and then um, on Snapchat, you can tag us at the move happy because that's the beginning of the website and the character parameters were too short to have the real move happy on there. So that's how that happened. Um, and uh, we were on Getter, but we were removed for some reason. So remotely, someone illegally hacked into the system and deleted me off the app. So I, I still thought it was a good app. I'm not sure what happened there, but maybe somebody will look into that for me. Um, we're on Twitch. If you're a gamer, you can uh, give us a shout out if you're liking it and spread it to your gamer friends because my main population for supporting people with mental health issues, um, uh, the most, uh, the common gender that people reach out for help is men, um, or it's women that are asking for help for their men because they are still stigmatized in society, um, and it's, it's okay, it's okay to struggle with your mental health and to say it's not okay. Um, I did that a couple days ago with my, my boss and the GM, and I'm gonna get some mental health, uh, services going for myself because lots of transitions going on so we all struggle sometimes and we're all going through different seasons different areas of life and um, so I encourage you to uh, definitely if you want to tag us on the show that's great but if you need therapy that's that's okay too and why not do both so uh, we're doing a fun contest it's called the listening room experience and we've been doing it since I think since the launch of the show, or I might have had the idea after listening to some Gary Vee episodes, uh, but listening rooms are where elite musicians release their music to each other. Uh, my brother got to experience it uh, either his first or second year leaning into doing music full-time, and he moved across the country and did that whole couch surfing thing, and he had texted me one day. I was I was at PLU, um, the, uh, my undergraduate campus when I got the text from him I still remember it to this day and that was oh gosh it was either 2004 2000 no he moved it was probably 2006 I want to say right around that mark and he's texting me sis you'll never guess who's in this listening room experience and he's like I'll give you two guesses and I'm like two guesses it's not Mariah Carey is it and he's like no and I was like, shut the front door. Beyonce's in the room, no freaking way. And he's like, yeah, Beyonce is in this room with me right now with her five bodyguards around her. <laughs> so um, that is what I wanna do for those of you that are, I consider super fans of Move Happy that are super fans of me and supporting me. I want to give you an epic experience just like a listening room where you would get to meet some really cool musicians and hear some live music from myself and whatnot. So when we get to the 10,000 download mark, that's going to be our first um, first experience that we're going to start. That'll give me the cue to, okay, now I need to orchestrate this fun um, contest for, for VIP listeners, we'll, we'll call it that. Um, so the way to get our attention is to consistently be sharing the show. Um, go on iTunes and review it. Give us five stars. That'll help bump it up as well. Um, tag us on social media. That reminds me to add you to the list. Um, some people do it once, and that's great. But if you want to get our attention and really get the invite, um, you got to be working hard for it consistently because limited seats guys limited seats <laughs> so um yeah that's basically it 10,000 downloads so you can check I am not able to access it the way on my uh, platform website you can check 24 7 to see how many downloads we've got uh it's themovehappy.podbean.com is our um, distribution channel right now might change it up in the future but for right now it's been it's been doing pretty good um so the move happy dot podbean p-o-d-b-e-a-n dot com to check out where we're at the downloads i want to say last time i checked it was like a little over three thousand so that's three thousand listeners or someone listened to it a couple times that might be a double a double dip but uh for the most part that's no ads no bots these are real listeners from around the world 
and I'm still amazed. I don't know how we got in the top 10% out of 2.78 million shows. It does not make sense to me, but they do this official ranking system. Um, Listen Notes is the international standard website that measures all podcast shows in the world and somebody talked to somebody or something happened and I'm grateful. Whoever that was or if this is a divine thing, I'm super grateful because um, it tells me to keep going. It reminds me to keep going because I don't make money on this show. I don't monetize it. Um, I if, if people do ask me and reach out, then I say, what's your budget? Because I, I would like to, to put, pour that money into the nonprofit um, to to add more experience for our veterans and first responders and get better equipment and whatnot. Uh, but for me, this is my heart service. I do what I love in my businesses, uh, not for the revenue. I do it because I feel called to do it. And until otherwise notified, I'm going to continue focusing on helping end global suicide because I know that that's, that's what I was called to do. And the best way to do it is to focus on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? focus on how can I help empower you, remind you that you are loved, you are valuable, you are a child of the Most High God. Whether that's for you, you like to call Allah or um, Almighty Deity. Um, If you're into Native American faith, they do a lot of nature, uh, faith, whatever it is that's your belief system. You're welcome here on the show. You're welcome here in the Move Happy community. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. See you next week.